one of the biggest things, man, was was all the charity work that you do. Started doing like assemblies for the kids, just kind of telling them my story, you know, growing up, not the best way, but hey, yo, you can still make it. A lot of that shit resonates with these kids. They were like genuinely excited. Like adults, they don't give a fuck, but kids, kids are, oh my God, they remember it forever. Mike's got that bread over at BKFC. Like there's there's other opportunities out there and, and that's starting to become like a thing for, for a lot of the biggest fighters and I think even in the UFC and I think we're going to see that like a lot going forward. They're going to want fights outside of the UFC because they're fucking paying. That's like what uh, what boxers like have the advantage of is their showtime. There's so many different boxing championships that they can kind of negotiate where they're going to go and all that stuff where it's like for the most part we got just the UFC that's paying for, for the most part and now that there's other promotions paying it, it gives you more opportunity to actually maximize your check one day welcome to episode 12 of the overdogs podcast i'm your host bags we got my man mike perry with the gat tonight doing all right brother hey what's good brother i'm happy to be here man shout out to mac malley couldn't make it so you know i'm i'm running the shades tonight yeah i like that and on in honor of max so max uh doing weigh-ins right now for karate combat in uh, Dominican Republic. So he may pop back in here before the guests get in or while the guests are on. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, do you have a good Halloween, man? I saw the pictures of you and the fam. Look good. Yeah, man, it was chill. I guess it's a little, I'm getting a little older or I don't know. You know, we'll we'll have to party hard again with when the kids get a little bit older. Um, we just did a little trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. I was proud of my son's costume. He looked look so cute you know it's it's nice to see when he goes up and knocks on the doors and he's like trick or treat and like the ladies come out the old ladies and they're like oh my god that's that's the best part of halloween anyway so we got that in and me and the wife had some shots at home it's a good time bro yeah it is it is man that that age right there dude where it's like Everything's fantastical for them. It's like they just enjoy it. That's, that's the most fun Halloween experience you can have. But when they get older, like mine are a little bit older now, right? Yeah. So I had like, I had, I think, 40 high school freshmen over here. But then what happens now is when they get older, the kids stay at home and then all their parents come over and drink you out of your house, right? For like three hours. So I don't know what's worse or what's better. That sounds fun, man. You're a pretty good fun. host. So it, it I is can see that it being entertaining. I had to break up. Uh, it was probably about 11 o'clock at night. My wife's like, hey, you know, and I was, I, I was about eight hours in a drink, and, and she's like, you need to go to the front door. The boys are, I think, are about to fight. And I was like, well, what does it look like? She said, There's all, they're all in a circle with two in the middle. I said, all right, I'll head out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> they so said, uh, you, what happened? Yeah, so, so I said, yo, not? I said, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, they turn around. You know, a couple of them are scared now because I've come out. They're like, well, you know, such and such is about to fight. What, you know, what about if you get boxing gloves? I said, you got it. I said, I'll go grab the boxing gloves right now. So I go in the garage, pull out the boxing gloves. And then, of course, nobody wants to fucking fight, right? Oh, they, they were all hyped man. up until I said, here's boxing <laughs> gloves, have at it. And then nobody wants to fight all of a sudden. Oh, man. Damn. That's all we did when I was in school. Right? We brought gloves yeah, good to times, school. Though, we fought after on the soccer field. We used to have a fight club, man. All the time, hundred percent, man. That was that Good was fun stuff. times. Now you Good get arrested stuff. or shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, a different. Yeah, you know. Now we're gonna be bringing uh, bringing people into the platinum pit. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> hope hope Abe doesn't get mad over that one. 
Um, but yeah, so we've got, uh, we're sponsored by where KC, W E A R KC.com, uh, can pie collective Mike's rocking the hat right now. All the big MMA UFC stars are, are rocking the can pie collective. So thank, thank you for your sponsorship on that. Um, we are doing a little contest. If you guess next week's, um, guests in the comments of this episode, we'll pick, uh, two or three winners for a $250 gift card for uh, wherekc.com. So that'll be fun. Uh, so Mike, I want to talk about, man, like the talk of the town for the last week has been, you know, the Nganyu fight, uh, obviously a, a very close fight. A lot of people think Nganyu got robbed. I'm one of them. I want to hear your thoughts on, on Nganyu and Fury and how that all went down. Well, um, that's interesting that you say, you know, you think Francis had it. I mean, there's a lot of momentum on his side, in my opinion, uh, for the UFC fans, the fight fans who who are actually, I think, you know, the best fans in the world are fight fans, combat fight fans who, who know these fighters and they're not just casuals. Um, Francis did not have any professional boxing matches, uh, but... He was and is one of the most dangerous men on the planet when it comes to fist fighting, um, in a cage and full on fighting, uh, ground and pound and everything included. You know, he was the UFC heavyweight world champion before he left to go fight Tyson Fury. Um, he wouldn't have gotten the opportunity if he wasn't good. Obviously, everybody knew he was good, but they seemed to count him out in all the talks leading up to the fight. And I pretty much guess that, you know, if it went to a decision, he's not going to outpoint the boxer, the longtime lineal heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury. Um, I believe that when it, if it did go to a decision, I know some people who won some money on the bets just because they bet that it goes the distance. Um, and it didn't matter who won. So I think a lot of people bet on that. I definitely, you know, lost a bet because I definitely placed money on Francis. He was such an underdog. And I know he's capable of being so dangerous um, and powerful. But, you know, I got to give props to the winner. Um, the named winner that night. Because I know how dangerous Francis is. Not personally. I've never had the opportunity to be punched by him or try to throw one back. Uh, I have met him and, and we talked for a little bit. A great warrior, humble athlete and everything. But obviously everybody loves his background story and things like that. But, you know, the points, the fight itself... Um, it, the win goes to Tyson Fury, the boxer. And just because it wasn't a landslide because he's a 30 and three and O pro boxer fighting a guy who's O and O, you know, the guy was what 17 or 20 and something in MMA against the best competition in the world at heavyweight. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta give Francis uh, credit, but you gotta give Tyson Fury his credit that he won the fight, whether it be by points or whatever. There were lots of times in the fight that there wasn't a lot going on. They were both being patient. Uh, Tyson Fury won with his jab, which you could say was a little bit amateurish scoring, um, but it wasn't even a sanctioned bout. It's, um, 
you know, if it was sanctioned boxing, uh, the significant strikes definitely might take a more, uh, a better toll. Uh, Tyson did land that elbow, which they can't count, but Francis kind of smiled when he threw it and landed it. So he's a tough bastard. You know, I'm I'm more excited to see. I want to see Wilder and Ngannou now. I mean, if anything, it sets up another huge fight for Francis, right? Like, of course. And here's here's kind of the way I was looking at this. I had this this fight so completely fucking wrong. It's not funny. I thought Tyson was going to finish him before the sixth round. I thought he was going to completely dominate. I thought he was going to knock him out. Uh, and then when I watched that fight live, and I'm watching Francis's power, dude, and especially when he caught him and took him down. Right here, we're watching it now. The look in Tyson's eye was like, how you know, what the fuck just happened, right? Like he, I don't think he's ever felt that kind of power, to be honest. Maybe outside of Wilder, outside of Wilder, he he just didn't expect it, and nor did I. And then as the fight went on, man, it's like every significant punch was in Francis's favor, and I, I just felt like he should have won it. And I feel like you know, people want to say, oh well, it's a, it's a, it's a moral victory, or it's a it's a it's a it's a win for Francis anyway because he went the distance and had a split decision. But as a fighter, no fucking fighter wants to hear that. Like they want they want their hand raised. Yeah, well, we also say things, especially these guys. You know, they got to say you can't leave it up to the judges. That's one thing you have to take in context. Like, if you're a fighter especially a fighter as capable as Francis Ngannou. He literally takes people out with one shot. Like, he has the most vicious highlight shots in the UFC, landing punches. Now, it may not be the most technical thing you see, but when it lands, it's destructive. A guy like that, you know, he's definitely thinking, I can't leave it up to the judges. And, you know, you can take all the positives from it, And I think Mike Tyson did say it best. I mean, he's such a genius in this game. He really is. He's had all the ups and downs that you can have in boxing and has really um, just changed everything for the better now. Mike Tyson, I I really can't wait to meet that guy someday. He's a legend. And uh, he said, you know, the winner of the night was Francis. Whether they called his name or not. Now, that's where, you know, it's nice to be Tyson Fury. At the end of the day, they got the win and they move forward and they get ready for another one. Tyson took some lessons. You got to give the credit. No one else is taking punches from Francis Ngannou for 10 rounds. So Tyson Fury, I mean, he definitely showed his skill. We just know how dangerous Francis is. None of the boxers did. Now they know. And the same thing is like, None of the boxers are coming in having any success in MMA. No, not a chance. None. One ankle yeah, pick. I, and I said this, I actually said this after the fight too. I said, if there's really one thing that we learned here is that no fucking boxer is about to go step into an octagon with a professional MMA fighter. Like after you watch that, after you watch Francis go up against the best boxer in the world and, and potentially beat him, right? Like, there's no way Tyson's going to walk into a fucking cage and fight Francis. Francis would, would end him in the first round. I mean, without without question. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, a five-minute round is different. And then the grappling aspect, Francis is quite the strong grappler. Uh, 
even though, you know, considering what John Jones did to Ganu or to Gan and Francis kind of grappled with him for a few rounds and, uh, you know, controlled him, but, you know, struggled with it. John just comes in and is like guillotine, mounted guillotine. <laughs> it's insane. And then it, it also makes me wonder, you know, what are Dana White's thoughts on his top competitors facing top boxers when he just let Francis out? And there's there is a lot of hate there. I don't really get where it comes from. Maybe they they definitely had talks behind closed doors, uh, and they didn't like each other's responses. Um, but you know, Francis Ngannou was the best bet that UFC had going into that, and he can't win a decision. You know, he can't win a decision right. if he doesn't get the finish against an experienced boxer in that realm. So. You know, I, for example, coming off my head thinking about it, Sugar Sean O'Malley's trying to fight Tank Davis. I'm like, yeah, I like Sugar Sean, bro, but I don't well, think Sean. boxing Gervonta is where, <laughs> and Dana's definitely not going to go that route. You yeah. know, even though Francis has some <laughs> success, but he's not happy with Francis. So it opens the door for Francis to have more big boxing matches. They're trying to get the Anthony Joshua. It's interesting, but not as interesting as Wilder. I agree. I agree. But, but of course, you know, Eddie Hearn's pushing that one because he's, you know, because he's cool. got AJ. So, so he wants that fight. And, of course, he was, you know, talking about how Francis won. And, you know, he's trying to set up his fight. He's a promoter. He's an intelligent guy. Like, he knows what he's doing. But, yeah, like, what you're, what you're touching on there, I do have – I do want to ask you a little bit about that because – like Francis, especially, right? Like when Francis left, and 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 look, that's a fucking business decision that you make as a man, right? Just like you made business decisions to go to BKFC and and not sign elsewhere. Like that's a business decision that you say, okay, this is going to be best for me and my family going forward. And and it really seemed like Dana and the UFC were really angry about it, and they said, you know, he just doesn't want to fight the competition, and he, he's this and he's that. Which is not the best response from an from an ex employee, in my opinion. I just don't think it's a great look. But did, do you think that that they just harbor a lot of hostility against people that go and have success outside of what they've built because they feel like almost like they built you guys? <clears throat> well, did, did did the UFC think that they built you specifically? I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yes, they do. They do think that, even though, and they will say, like, even like, you know, even though it was me and it was my persona and the things that I did, but it was their cameras, their attention, it was their time, and I just got what I got out of it because of them. And as a fighter, you know, maybe it's the same thing mindset-wise. I'm like, as the fighter, I'm like, oh, I would have gotten this regardless if I ever went to the UFC or not. People would have seen me fight. I've always believed this in myself. That's why I got to the UFC because I was obviously storming, doing big things. And they were like, oh, we got to get this guy on. And I come in and I go hard right away. And, you know, they... The thing about it is when when you believe in yourself and you're going hard and you're young in the sport, if you don't take your time, they will throw obstacles at you until you miss, until you fail. 
And then once you fail in fighting sometimes, like once you have a loss or a lesson, they say, um, you slow down, you take a look at the drawing board finally, right? Like I fought, I fought, uh, three times in four months when I got to the UFC and I had to sit down and be like, fuck man. Cause I lost one by decision where a guy poked me and it wasn't the fight that I thought we were going to have, you know, I, I thought we were going to bang it out. And, and then I really had to learn. I mean, I'm still learning about fighting and, you know, when you attack, when you don't, when you be patient, uh, when you make a miss, you got to make them pay. And, and like, you know, little things like when you hold a guy on a fence and you're trying to get a takedown and then you don't, you're, you, he's able to like scramble out of it and then you kind of break back to striking or you're just holding him in the clinch on the wall. Even it's a little bit of a loss. Like you might lose a point mentally or like it just kind of breaks fatigue. And when those things hit you in the fight, it gives a momentum boost uh, to your opponent's adrenaline. And it's like, you know, so, I mean, that's just kind of the way I took that mentally. It's like, obviously, as the fighter, I keep going. But um, I, I did call UFC before I signed any deals and was like, you know, hey, let's... uh. Let's talk about this. Like, you know, let bring me back. Let me do this. Let me do it this way. Uh, give me, you know, eight fights. Give me this amount of money. And if you guarantee me the money that I'm, I already have it on the table. It's on the table over here. And it's way less time over here. I'm fighting yeah. two minute rounds over here. Uh, yeah. You want me to come do five minute rounds, full on MMA, ground, kicks, all of this stuff. I've proven it in the past that I'll get in the ring. I will fight. So prove to me that you'll give me the money. We sign on the line and I'll come and I'll fight my way to the top. And, um, you know, they just didn't want to. They didn't want to do that for some reason. They don't need it, so I guess. They don't need me, but it's, it's not like I needed them. So it's like, why don't you just meet in the middle so that everybody can be happy? Me, you, and the fans will be happy. They don't care. Yeah. So I think there is some validity to the, to the UFC's mindset in that fashion, right? It's the biggest platform on the planet, right? You're not going to get the views. You're not going to build up your name. It, it, let's just say this. It's going to be 100 times harder going through another organization than it is UFC, right? Um, because they have the biggest fan base, but I just don't understand the hostility as an employer to, to be mad at an employee because they feel like they've outgrown what they're doing for your organization. Right. And they have another opportunity to do something bigger. Like as an employer for a long time, I would never do that to one of my employees and say, Oh, well, you know, I made you and you're the reason, you know, your, your experience here is, is the reason that you've got, you know, this other opportunity to me, it's like silly. I say, Fucking spread your wings, congratulations, right? Like I like I feel I feel happy for those people, right? Like, man, I can't pay you that kind of money, but I'm really glad for you and your family that you now can go and and, and somebody will, right? And so it's just yeah. a different mindset. Do you feel like do you feel like there's some hostility? Do you think do you think there's any hostility like like when they see you at BKFC and you're pulling, you know, massive like you, you and Luke did a massive uh, pay-per-view draw on BKFC. And I bet you and Eddie in December is going to be an absolutely banger and you're pulling UFC-esque numbers, right? I, you think there's any hostility there towards you or no? 
That's an interesting question. Um, if shit, if there is any, if they're thinking about me from the outside at all, thinking, you know, we could have did something with that, or I mean, they, I feel like they honestly don't think that way. They're like, ah, fuck it, we got this opportunity, this opportunity, we make all these opportunities, and, um, but if there is any little bits of emotion. Uh, from the outside looking in at, at what positive things we got going that others just seem to not have going for themselves, especially in that organization. Um, I'm, I'm happily uh, humbled by it and I'm grateful for it. So hate on me all you want. Uh, I'm getting the bag. And it's easy, baby. Two minute rounds. I'm fighting a lightweight. I'm gonna punch him in his head, bare knuckle. It's the bloodiest show on earth. I mean, how did you know the fans, the platinum Mike Perry fans, the platinum nation, they deserved this, and that's why I came this way. To be honest, it was just meant to be. I agree. I think honestly, I think this was meant to be. I think you nailed that, man. Um, you know, ton of ton of amazing battles in the UFC. It probably did build you in. I mean, it definitely did. It built you into the man you are today, the fighter you are today, and you just had a bigger opportunity that was just meant to be. You know what I mean? Like destiny. God is great, man. Amen. For sure. For sure. But yeah, it's it's like because because I think they came out and spoke on this maybe this this week and said like Dana was very specific about like my guys are not going to be boxing, you know, in outside organizations. And I just wonder how that's going to start to turn off some of these stars, right? Like, like Sugar, you brought up talking about fighting Tank. Like, if the UFC is like, no, you can't do that. I mean, that's denying a guy a potential $10, 15000000 million fight, right? So then you got to wonder how some of these top guys start to react. Um, they did it with you know, McGregor, the though, UFC. right? They did it with uh, McGregor and Mayweather. They yeah, were involved yeah. together in it. Yeah. Um, McGregor looked good in the fight but but he punched he himself out he gassed out uh there you know then you got to see things like when mcgregor would take mayweather's back and he wasn't allowed to punch him from back there you know in mma that's that's an easy shot that's a free punch all day long um you know so you know you kind of need big, that my middle ground i ever made was on mcgregor and uh, mayweather it was and it bet. was like, uh, yeah, my biggest bet I ever made. I laid like, at the time, this was, I mean, that was what, five, six, seven years ago at this point? Damn, it doesn't feel like it, but it probably is. Um, I bet like 20 grand on under eight rounds. And it was like 20 grand to win like 80,000 or something. And these motherfuckers, dude, he was being, he was holding McGregor up like at the end of the round, and I thought he was going to go down, and he didn't, and then he went down like three seconds into the next round, and I lost the bet, dude. I was fuming, fuming. Well, he didn't go all the way down, right? He kind of was gassed out, getting punched yeah. on the ropes. Also, I heard Mayweather put a million dollars on himself that he wins in the 10th round. So he was keeping it going <laughs> until yeah, the 10th. Kind of just letting McGregor punch, punch, punch his block and guard and everything. And then then he turned it on and landed some good shots. So, you know, Mayweather always bets on himself. And he looked good. Francis looked good. I was like, I I called Roy as soon because Roy was over in Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, Roy, 
I was I was hyped up, dude, and Roy was hyped up too. And I'm like, he looked really like Francis looked like a fucking boxer in there, bro. Of course. Like he didn't look like any of these other crossover MMA guys. Like he looked like a boxer. He had Mike Tyson coaching him the whole time. Yeah. And one of the best pad holders in mixed martial arts, and his uh, his coach Eric too. I mean the the guy with the dreads who be holding the pads, and then yeah. Eric from. Uh, the name of that team in Las Vegas where Strickland is and Nganu. And, um, I mean, it's a solid team over there, man. Hey, I do think he was leaking out some uh, some bad footage of himself to throw people off because he was showing some pad oh, work man. videos and he looked terrible. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to get smoked. He didn't look like that at all. He looked He looked pretty fast. <laughs> he looked sharp. It was impressive. Yeah, definitely. I mean... I guess you 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 show them what you want to let them see. Absolutely, it's different on fight night. Absolutely, but it does. I do get excited, man, because you know I, I'm I'm big and I I like these crossover fights, right? Like, and it's funny because even a lot of the purists are like, oh, I don't want to watch that shit, right? But they they rent it. They do huge numbers, you know. Jake Paul does big numbers. Logan Paul does big numbers. KSI does big numbers. Fury and Ngannou did huge numbers. I'm sure. Um, it's, it's exciting because it's something like you don't get to see on a regular basis. And it's like, can, can, it's like, it's almost like, uh, a, a tiger versus a lion, right? Because it's two different sports and it's two mm. different animals. Mm. And it's like, who has, who, who does, does this, does, is the lion really that dominant or can the tiger, you know, have a shot at it? And it's exciting to watch. Well, tiger and a lion, I think either one of them could, could win that, but, uh, Actually, what you were talking about, Chael Sonnen and Ariel Helwani were arguing about it. <laughs> Chael Sonnen was like, I, if I was there right now, I'd strangle you. And uh, <laughs> they were arguing because company man Chael Sonnen is over here like, oh, it wasn't good for Francis to go over there and that the, the pay-per-view was a flopper, that apparently people didn't buy it. Um, the numbers have not been released. I have not seen them. Usually they, they pop be. up. Usually they pop up. Yeah, that too. They might not completely because it's a Saudi Arabia. It was a celebrity boxing promotion. It wasn't a sanctioned bout. Uh, so they might not pop up, but I'm, I mean, apparently Francis made 10, 15 million. So who cares? Yeah. So he did say, he did say uh, it was around a 10 million base with pay-per-view points on top of that. So I'm sure the payday was, you know, phenomenal. It's like, you know, yeah, you lost the fight, but you also made more than you did in a UFC career, your entire career, you know, entire working life career. Like, in, in one night, right? Like that's yeah. spectacular. Yeah. And that's, that, I love this for fighters, right? Because now it's like, okay, well now anybody that's got like the following or the, or the, or the fan base can go and make one of these fights and get paid a hell of a lot more than they ever have in their, in their career. And that's exciting for fighters, man. That's what everybody's been wanting. I think a lot of the fan base, I know that they, they have UFC has a loyal fan base. Um, I mean, I'm a loyal fan. I like watching the fights sometimes when they're good fights, but I don't always check out every fight. A lot of it is, is just boring and dull and drowned out. Um, I don't know if you call that a good matchup or the fact that they're bringing in these new people who they're paying pennies and the people aren't experienced yet. They're not the best right. fighters in the world yet. That I know that they trained hard 
but they don't have the experience that the upper class guys have. And those guys who cost the money, that's the fights that the people want to see. You know, I know you need to build up the new names, but like, you know, you, you kind of dulling out your cards sometimes with just random fights. Like, um, and and you know what, you know, that's what the contender series is, right? Like, they just started that so they can get new cheap fighters that people see and try to try to build a fan base around them. Like that's all it is. They got two. Yeah, sometimes you get sometimes you get two green guys like new newish to the yep. sport, and they go in there and they throw heavy shots and they're a similar skill level. So you get these big exciting knockouts uh, rather than you know like something like a Kamara Usman Leon Edwards type that yes. everyone is into and then you get the big finish and you're like oh that was worth way more than you know any other fight on the card so but i think that i think that's where the sport is gone and i think that's where it continues to go especially for a casual fan like myself right like look khabib obviously one of the greatest ever i'm not a fan of watching him fight i never was like i don't want to watch two guys on the ground for for 15 minutes just not my right. thing I want right. to watch guys up and bang, right? You know what MMA needs is a, is a different, is a new promotion that 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 actually does that. You know what? Hmm. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> man. It, you know, maybe it could happen, but it is, and that's the type of thing that all of this is good for. Where yes, it's yes. kind of drowned out material. Where it's looking, they're making it look more similar, more the same every fight, and. And yeah, the commentators try to hype it up and talk about, wow, oh my gosh. But, you know, what the fans are watching, they need something that makes them feel excited naturally. And, um, you know, I think that's that's coming, man. That's on the way. Yeah, and I, and I, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, but I think that's why personalities are so important, too, in the fight game, right? I think that's like a super underrated thing. Like you, you were a great personality, but like Sean O'Malley, great were. personality. Um, what <laughs> you are, are, I was thinking UFC. Days. It is, I'm, I'm it UFC is days. a little different nowadays. Like I try, you know, I try to talk a little shit, but I don't go as crazy as per se, maybe <laughs> Dylan Dennis, where yeah, I just well, go really deep in your personal life. Uh, no. as a fighter who's like, I got credentials where people will watch me fight because they know I'm going to bring it. I don't go that hard with the shit talk because it, man, I've seen this sport kill people and I've seen, I've seen lives changed and it's like, man, at the end of the day, I was thinking this shit last night was like, I, I think I posted, you know, I'm forever grateful. But what I was kind of thinking about was like, you know, for all the opponents I've ever had, for the, the moments we've shared, the hardships, the battle, the weight cuts, and we did that shit when we went in the show. It's like, man, gotta give some respect to these guys because some of us, you know, we've really put it on. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times for not a lot of money, to be honest. In the grand scheme, like... <laughs> It's true. That's what's weird yeah. about it, dude. It's like it's super easy now, and now I'm finally getting paid. It doesn't right? make sense because I worked so hard for like little <laughs> bits of dollars back in the day. 
I fucking worked hard, bro. I don't train that way anymore. Now I like to just rest and like recover and eat and sleep. And then I get up, go to sparring and beat the shit out of somebody. (laughs) But it's a totally different animal when you're not having to focus on leg kicks and jujitsu and all the other shit and the grappling. You know what I mean? Like it's just totally different. Some people might like that. Yeah, of course. I like MMA. I was always good at it. Uh, But I've always been a boxer at heart. I love it. I'd like getting punched in the face. Uh, I mean, when when you were, when you were here with, uh, with Roy, you, you were told me that you were on one of, uh, on his, on his fight cards back in Pensacola years ago. What, I mean, around what time was that? Oh man, I was, um, I was actually two and O as a professional mixed martial artist and I took a call like two days before the fight and cut 22 pounds in two days. And I missed weight by like four pounds. So, so when did you find out, Brandon? Because honest, I'll just be completely honest. I thought after that fucking absolute war between Pantoja and Moreno, I was like, they're going to run it back. I thought, yeah, I thought they would. So I when did you find out? They weren't going to do it, honestly. I was like doing anything. I was like, the moment that fight ended, I was like, I'm going to jump in the cage because like, I don't know how yeah, to Yeah, tell this story. I don't know how to promote my fight. Like I was like trying to promote the fight between them and uh, our like between me and Pantoja or whoever, honestly, I didn't give a fuck who I was fighting at that yeah. point, but it was like whoever's fight, whoever I'm fighting, like, or whoever won that fight, I was like, I'm gonna have to create some hype or something. And uh, yeah, yeah. So just never, never got the opportunity. Actually, I was like about to go uh, across the barricade and Data White's like, hey, chill, let him have his moment or whatever it is. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It, it is what it is, you know? Hold on, isn't that the same night that, uh, is that the same night that Izzy got in or no? Yeah, yeah, that was the one that, uh, honestly, because I, I was talking to everybody and they're like saying that I could go in the cage. And then they were like, uh, um, Izzy, Izzy got in, uh, Izzy got in, um, whatever that whole face name is, Dracus Duplexis or whatever. Yeah, he got Duplexis. his face. And they were saying before him, they're like, they we like the idea of you going into the cage, but things always go wrong when, when a fighter jumps in the cage. There's like, there's always something that goes wrong. And I was like, all right, well, if not, like I'm gonna be chill. Like I'm not gonna go swing on anybody. I'm not gonna go do anything, you know. And uh, yeah, sure as shit, fucking uh, Izzy jumps in there, drops the M bomb, freaks everybody out a bunch of times, and then yeah. they're like, they're like, hell no, fuck no. <laughs> I remember yeah. thinking that too. I was like, the only thing that could go wrong is if like Izzy jumps in the cage and like fucks something up for me. And then I could see him crossing the barricade, and I'm like, fuck. There it there goes. goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, it'd be corny to have two people jump in the cage at once, so. <laughs> But I feel like if anything I learned is after I win this fight and I uh, I get an opportunity to go for the belt, I'm pulling someone in the cage. Like, I already got, like, my next few call-outs or an idea of who I want to fight next anyways. And, hey, you mo- both y'all motherfuckers get up in here, you know? Okay. All right, well, who is it? Uh, it's going to have to be. It's gonna, I want Moreno. I want gotta Moreno. Be. Gotta yeah, be. Yeah, I, I want to fight Moreno. If you avenge the uh, – pen- I mean, you only got two losses in the UFC, and it's, and it's the two – best right like so if you beat pantoja you got to call out moreno i mean that's a no-brainer yeah yeah for sure and it's just like i even hate that that shit is like a loss on my record because it's like when i was fighting him i dislocated my shoulder while throwing punches at him like mm. it, it is what it is but it's like yeah i just i want to get my licks back you know what's uh what's the difference in a fight uh between pantoja or moreno like what do you have to do differently in order to um, you know, beat Pantoja to get you to that Moreno fight? Um, for me, it's, uh, 
I think one Moreno might have to even win a fight for me to like end up getting him, but I'm, I'm calling him out anyways. That's like the fight I want. But uh, for me, the difference between the two is like uh, they have a lot of similarities. I think Pantoja is a little more reckless, on, or a lot more reckless on the feet, but he's also has a way more uh, a, a bigger finishing ability than Moreno does. He hits harder, and then he also has like really good jujitsu. And Moreno's jujitsu is really good too, but there's there's levels to it, and and Pantoja is shown to be top tier and like really good off the back and they are really good on people's back. So it's wow. like, I just got to make sure I'm not getting backpacked by him and making sure I'm capitalizing on the mistakes that he's going to make. Cause he's going to, he's going to make those mistakes for sure. Nice. So, so did, who did you think, did you think that was a, a good score on the, on the Pantoja Moreno fight? What was yeah, your thought? Yeah, I actually scored the, the rounds and I was there live for yeah. four, one, four, one for Pantoja. I thought he won four of those rounds, but the, Wow. The very least, I gave him three rounds, three two. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I, I I watched it live and thought and thought Moreno won. I've watched it like twice. It look, it was a fucking battle, dude. That was a war. Yeah, it was yeah, a great yeah. fight. I can't wait to see you do the same thing, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it's, unless uh, you unless you just feel like ending it early. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to just get the fuck. I, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I, you got to appreciate the fighting while it's there too. Is is I gotta like I gotta get better at that. I feel like early on in my career. I put myself in so many reckless positions just to finish the fight quick, you know? And I have a lot of first-round finishes, but that being said, is I've also been punched an unnecessary amount of times in my life. Mm. Have you ever met Mike Perry? Not in real life, bro. <laughs> or I guess not even fake life, I guess. Not even virtually. But what's up, bro? How you doing? Well, he nice, takes, he takes unnecessary brother. punches, too, sometimes. I, yeah, I saw I you up close whooping ass live on, uh, what is it, the, the BKFC Denver? That shit was so tight. Oh, that's what's that up. Was, you was at the show. Oh fuck yeah, bro! I was sitting there front row. That was like one of the funnest. That was the funnest fight card I've ever been to, bro. Oh, you? I was wow. sitting right next to uh, Mighty Mouse. Oh really? No, I could. I didn't even. Yeah. I was like the only fool that recognized him. Mighty Mouse is so little. People like walk. Like he's walking through the crowd, and I'm like, bro, what yeah. the fuck? Like, what's up, bro? How you doing? Like, <laughs> good on you, man. Yeah, That's yeah. So yeah, goal, I was sitting, I was sitting there front row, fucking one of the best best fight cards I've ever been to ever. And not only was it there, but it was just fucking wild that whole night, bro. There's fights in the crowd. I was just having so much fun. I went to the now, bathroom. I now the next best fight one's gonna be you and Pantoja, man. I want to see you go out there and do your thing. Be and and I know it's gonna be a hell of a scrap, dude. That's hell what's yeah. up. That's like you from, you from the West Coast? Uh, I'm from Denver. I'm from Denver. Oh, you live oh, okay. in Denver? Are you you live there? Yeah, yeah, I live there. Born okay, that's what's up. Well, I'm glad I got to come to your town and and uh, yeah, knock somebody's teeth out, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Mile High City and just fucking whoop some ass. That was crazy, bro. Yeah. Um, how'd your lungs feel out there? Did you get like acclimated or whatever the hell it is? Well, I was so my opponent was there for like a month or more uh, to get acclimated, <laughs> and I came that week and I just did a couple sprints like Monday and Tuesday. And, uh, you know, after I got a little gassed out the first couple times sprinting up a mountain, I, I think I was all set to go. Because I like to say, one, that shit's kind of in your head. Two, Florida humidity and the heat is like the same thing as, you know, uh, light air. And, you know, so. Bro, I, I feel like that's one of my favorite things. I watched you do an interview before it. And uh, what was that fool saying? He was saying something crazy. And you're like. It's the what, what I gotta look out for the right or the left, and it's like yeah. I feel like sometimes I play too much importance to like what what it is, and it's just like at the end of the day, it's just I'm gonna go fight a motherfucker. I do feel like it's a little bit different in MMA because 
the kicks, the they the so you got you know the left or the right, but then you got the knees, the feet, the elbows, and then the back takes the wrestling, the top position, the you know that's it's definitely a tough game. It's it's probably a much tougher game, obviously, while I'm having so much success. But other people aren't built for the boxing, especially bare-knuckle boxing, the way that I am. I just love boxing and throwing hands so much. But to have the skill set in all of it, the knees, the kicks, man, we're rooting for you. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. And that's why, like I said, just the more, the more the thought process of just, like, these motherfuckers are overthinking everything, and it's like... It's just a fight, bro. And like, that's <laughs> I, I got to be more like that for sure. Just like, even you with gotta it, like, get, like, you got to get in his ear in the fight and like get top position or something, get in his ear and be like, mm, Papi Mourinho, what that dude say <laughs> on that? <laughs> got still some shit. I got to learn some Portuguese, honestly. Oh, well. He didn't understand what I tell him. No, as long as every, as long as the cameras catch it, everyone at home. That's that's going viral for sure. <laughs> I gotta look out for the cameras and make sure I'm saying the right thing at the right time. Like, come that's take right. this raw dog. Yeah, man, put it yeah. in. I do. Oh. I do have a question about that though, because you're saying like I don't want to get too much in my head, right? But like now that you've you fought Pantoja, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can go back and look and say, okay, you know, this is where I fucked up. You know, this is where this happened. This was, so how much do you go back and look at that and say, all right, I'm going to use this as game plan material, or is it because because fighters have two different, very, very different styles. Either you go back and you watch a lot of tape and you know every move they're going to make potentially, or it's like I just close my eyes and I get ready for the fight and we go in and battle. Like, what's your style? Um, I, I'm, I'm big on tape. I watch a lot of tape, honestly. I've watched a Pantoja versus Moreno probably at least weekly. Uh, I watched me and Pantosha and to see where I went wrong. And I feel like that was super important for me too, is like, I was making so much simple, like simple errors, you know, and like obviously fight costing errors, but like very simple to fix. And like, uh, for me, for me, it was very important to go back and just see like, Oh, where did I go wrong in this fight? And I did it immediately after the fight and started making adjustments to my career and my life and all that. But, um, at that time, it was just like, where did I go wrong? Because it was like, there was a moment in time where I pretty much, like, when he walked out for the second round, I looked at him, and I was like, I got this fight finished, bro. I got this in a bag. And I remember, like, thinking that even when we were walking, like, the the end of the first round came, I was looking at him like, he's gassed. I'm like, perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. And uh, just kind of going back to, like, lessen the errors that I made and just the mistakes I made. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of goes back to just like enjoying being in a fight, man. Cause you don't know, you don't get too much of that shit. You don't get, I, you only get so many fights in your life. And then like one day I'm going to be looking back and just be like, damn, I wish I could fight a motherfucker in a cage again or whatever it is. And it's like, um, enjoy it. Enjoy it while it's there, bro. I don't feel like you need to look for a finish, like right off the bat. And that's what I did is like, I was trying to rush a finish. I saw it end and I was like, I'm going to try to take it. And then I just kept making mistakes after that. Yeah. Cause you're you're an MMA lifer, right? Like you started mm-hmm. young, right? Yeah, I started at fifteen. Yeah. Uh, so, so what what was your what was your career? What what does your career look like when you when you were coming up? Like where'd you fight before UFC? And oh yeah, yeah. What, so what I was, came up. Like, what's, like, what's your specialty and and all that? Like yeah, yeah. I, I came up for LFA. I, I wouldn't say it's like a specialty because, like I said, I started off doing MMA, but like. My favorite, my favorite sport was boxing up until then, and then I just kind of added kicks to my game, you know. And uh, it kind of turned into like me, like a lot of me trying to box and then land head kicks and shit. And uh, I, I feel like jujitsu was always like something I, I like. Uh, 
I didn't go in there wanting to be good at jujitsu or like caring about jujitsu, but as soon as I started MMA, I was like, damn, this shit's tight. Like, I, I wanna. And that's like most of my career. Most of my career is me swinging on someone, getting taken down, and then landing a submission somewhere, somewhere on my back. Hmm. Gotcha. Who do you train well, with? I train at Factor X in Colorado. Uh, oh, Factor shit. X. I have like Chris Gutierrez, Jonathan Martinez, uh, Anthony Leinhart Smith, um, just like a handful of those guys. Any good stories out of there? This fucking savage uh, crew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like we said, <laughs> we just go at it. The first time I met Jonathan Martinez, like he, he didn't really talk much, but me and that fool like started brawling, and uh, pretty much within like the next, within the next like, uh, like after the practice, me and him just got really close. But yeah, Jonathan's one of the like he's one of the people like on the mic. He don't talk. He doesn't talk to cameras. He doesn't do anything. He's super quiet. And reserved, but in the gym, he is the funniest motherfucker you'll ever meet. So yeah, there's funny stories. I can't think of anything right off the the bat right now, honestly. That's tough. I I want to I want to know this. When Dana straps the fucking belt around your waist, Mm. what's what's the first thing you're gonna do when you get back home from Vegas, or maybe in Vegas? I don't know. I'm going. uh, I'm going straight to New York after Vegas and getting tatted up. Like uh, I already 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 got a plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get sleeved up. I, I need to just finish it up and get like it, I'm glad I knew about the fight for like such long distance that I kind of hit up this tattoo guy and be like, hey, I'm gonna be here this week, and can we get this done? Can we get this done like then? So pretty much, I'm gonna go fight for the belt, and then the next morning I'm taking off to New York and uh, yeah. which is cool. That's, why I, like, that's why I like fighters over football players, man. Football players are like I'm going to Disney World, and fighters are like I'm going to get fucking sleeved. Yeah, I'm gonna go get tatted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm stoked about that. Uh, but other than that, I don't, I don't have no set plans, man. I just hope fucking I'm walking out of that cage, all right? You know. For sure, for sure. Hey, Amen. I feel yeah, you. Especially you know, when you go against another killer, or like someone with bad intentions. Like anytime I go against these wrestlers, it's like I feel like my mind stays different. Where I'm like, these guys, if shit goes wrong, it's gonna go wrong for him. You know. Um, with Pantoja, like, he's going to try to knock my head off. He's going to try to finish the fight. He's a killer, you know? And uh, you kind of have to have a whole different mind state when you go into that and just expect that this shit can go. It can go okay for sure. Like, it can go well. But, like, this shit this shit's going to be brutal, you know? It's going to be brutal and ugly. Go ahead, Mike. That's what I was thinking about earlier about the mindset. When you said that you looked at the tape and you saw some things that you did wrong and – it's not like that. those are things that you can change overnight because it's muscle memory and it's bad habits. So, you know, was there anything like a team change, a coach change? Did your mindset change for how you chose to accept your training and uh, what you wanted to see from yourself, how you wanted to go about changing those bad habits and muscle memories? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it was even like somewhat like a full on lifestyle change of just slowing everything I do down is like everything I do, I feel like I'm just trying to get to the conclusion, you know, and telling a story, fucking doing the dishes, whatever it is, you know, Um, it's like, then then I got to go back and do it again, because I fucked up everything and missed all the details in the process of that. And that's how I felt with the Pantosha fight is like, not only was I stepping on center, and that took me like there, there was like mistakes like that, that that's took me years to try to fix you know like mm-hmm. where i'm like pop pop step right there like even on the pad work I, I do stuff like that sometimes where i was like i was hitting mitts and then standing in front and planning like an idiot whereas mm-hmm. like 
after after years and you could even see the progression in my fights and like even in my last fights like I didn't I didn't get punched which is the first time in the UFC that I never took a punch at all and uh it's uh it, it definitely took a long time man it took a long time and it was like almost more of a lifestyle change than anything of just going yeah. through detail things and just slowing things down and just uh you know try not to be my ADD self at all times mm. I, like I that. think that's that's probably like for all all a type personalities, right? Like, because I find I'm not a fighter, but I find myself doing the same shit. And then a year a year goes by, and I'm like, shit, man, I really should have enjoyed that moment, or I should have made that change earlier. You know what I mean? And I think that's just for all a type personalities. Um, but yeah, so like, what? This is a question for both of you. So when you guys when you come off a loss, for example, how long do you guys take to like? sulk on it and you know whatever and then before you get back into right back into business like do you take a little bit of time or do you just jump right back in and start going the next fucking day without you know any hesitation you can go out on that mic if you want i think mike's on his phone i was uh, I'm sorry i was setting up for the next guest that was i'm so sorry i was only yeah, trying to do that, that when he was talking and not you bro i got you no <laughs> no I was just saying, like, uh, like coming off a loss, um, like, how long do you guys take to to kind of like absorb that loss and 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 look back on it, reflect on it a little bit, versus okay. just like getting right back into the flow of things? Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, really, it's like you know, fuck that, fuck all that, because. I don't even fucking think about it. I'm like, ah, shit, yeah, made some mistakes. Let me fix it, you know. Obviously, can't fix it right now. Usually, after a fight, your fucking hands are swollen, your feet are swollen, you can barely walk. You just, you just like, laying down on the fucking couch at the crib with the remote, or you're playing the game, you drink your, you know, you can finally drink some Coca-Cola and have a fucking donut, dude. Who gives a fuck, bro? I've been wheeled through the airport. Because I couldn't walk, especially in MMA, you take those calf kicks. I've been wheeled through the airport as a winner and as a fucking loser. Um, you know, as a, you know, I I even said that earlier before our guest came on, uh, that it, that uh, you just don't. Damn, I fucking man, CTE is real, bro. I lost it. Well uh, but, you know, try not to get hit, I guess. Fuck it. Whether you win or lose, <laughs> all you got, bro. Yeah, straight up. For me, I feel like I'll, like with the UFC with the UFC losses, I was lucky enough to like these fools put themselves in a position where they're going to be champion or they're fighting for a belt. So it's like as soon as these guys won the belt, it's like almost easy for me to be like, "All right, I'm just going to get revenge." Like like, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to get back to where I need to be and go fight him again and, and get my way back there. So it's like, for me, the losses definitely sucked. And like, it definitely like took me, like I needed to go fix some stuff, but in my head, it was immediately like, all right, this fool's fighting for a belt. Now, if he wins his belt, I'm going for him. And like, that's still the, yeah. the goal is still to be a champion or fight for a belt or whatever it is. And it's like, these fools, these guys put themselves in a luck, like in a good enough position where it's like, cool, they're next, you know, like they're, they're, they could be next now. Like, you know, so it's like, I was always just like, I'm going to get revenge. You know, I'm going to get my get back. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's true. I mean, your losses came to fucking Moreno and Pantoja, right? It's not like you lost to some some nobody that's not even in the league anymore. Like you lost to the best. So 
you automatically know as as you're watching them fucking ascend and and fight for the belt, like you already know, like I'm yeah. I'm there, right? I'm I'm maybe one tweak or two tweaks off from winning that title. Like you already know that in your head, which yeah, is an yeah. advantage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like that's the goal anyway. So it's like might as well just catch them on the way, you know? Yeah. Who's who's who would you like to fight all time in your weight division? Like, oh, I, I mean, yeah. I'll, shit, I, I say this, but. I'm glad he's not there as Mighty Mouse, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he's not in the UFC or whatever it is, but it's like, given the opportunities, like, of course, I want to fight Mighty Mouse, you know? Wow. Of course. I mean, obviously, you know, the great, maybe maybe the greatest of all time, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you're on it's your way, man. You fight, you beat Pantoja's ass, and, and uh, everybody's going to be trying to fight you, even Mighty Mouse. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And, like, you, you know, like, I definitely want to try to do something to, like, I don't know, just make sure I'm the number one. You know what I'm saying? And it's, like, I don't know how to get Mighty Mouse over or vice versa. But that being said, it's, like, I'm trying to maximize my check. You know what I'm saying? So it's anywhere that will take me with the biggest pockets is where I'm going no matter what at that point. You know, especially once I win the UFC belt, it's, like, I'm already the champ. Fuck y'all. Like, I'm trying to make money out here. Yeah. We spent, before you got on, Mike and I were talking about this for 30 minutes. We were talking about, you know, the Nganyu fight, right? Like against Fury and and the numbers even that like the Paul brothers are pulling, the the numbers that the Paul brothers are pulling and and just all this crossover stuff and and other leagues, you know what I mean? I mean, Mike's getting, Mike's got that bread over at BKFC. Like there's there's other opportunities out there and and that's starting to become like a thing for for a lot of the biggest fighters. And I think even in the UFC, and I think we're going to see that like a lot going forward is... You know, they're going to want fights outside of the UFC because they're fucking paying, like. Yeah, yeah, and that's, like, what uh, what boxers, like, have the advantage of is their showtime. There's so many different boxing championships that, it, like, they can kind of negotiate where they're going to go and all that stuff where it's, like, yeah. for the most part, we got just the UFC that's paying for, for the most part. And now that there's other promotions paying it, it gives you more opportunity to actually maximize your check one day. And, uh, like I said, that competition itself – and then also just putting yourself in a good position to like, uh, like, like Mike put himself in a good position where BKFC is going to pay him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like putting yourself in a good enough position where when you leave or whatever's next, you're going to get money off of it. And and that's what I'm trying to like put myself right now is just make smart business moves, make smart moves like financially. I've never, I've never been around money or I've seen money or like, you know, like this is, this is big for me where it's like when you don't come from money you almost want to hoard it and save it, but that's not how you make money, you know? So uh, I'm just trying to learn how to like be rich one day, you know? So I'm trying to get that underway. Mike's over here. You tra- you starting car washes, aren't you, Mike? No, no. We- <laughs> no, apparently uh, uh, Jason Derulo or something was talking about that's a $2 billion business, but he's probably got a really good location in the middle of California somewhere and people are paying yes. like, hundred bucks a month to get their Rolls Royce washed or some shit. I don't know, but I mean, money is made to be spent. That's for sure. That's a, that's one way you can save it at the end of the year when you're doing your taxes. If you spend it, they can't fucking tax you on it. So (laughs) (laughs) hang on. You got to spend it on the right shit, Mike. (laughs) Uh, I'm still learning. You can't just go get a McLaren and then, uh, and write it off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I bought a G wagon because it's a good write off. <laughs> that is that is a write off, though. 
Yeah, so yeah, I heard there's point. ways you can write off that McLaren. I don't know. I'm man. not, not going to implicate myself into shit. I, I, I packed right <laughs> off my tattoos. Part of my image, you know. Yeah, but the, damn, there how you much go. you spending on your tattoo? Probably a lot. Oh, I'm spending a lot. Like I'll spend like seven thousand on this one. I bet. Shit, damn. Mm. But it's a whole sleeve, so it'll be good. Look, I went in. I went in on this one. And uh, the guy was like, I was like, how much for the, for the full, you know, sleeve on the, on the forearm? And dude, he walked in and his eyes, his pupils were pinpoints, man. I'm like, this guy's on fucking lore tabs or something. And he was like 250. And I was like, I right, bet. And I just let him do my, my arm for like eight hours. Cause it was a good deal. Hey, I, I had to have it redone, but it you was got a good deal lucky that you, oh, I was about to say, you got lucky. Your shit don't look like mine. This, this shit here. <laughs> It started off with a $20 tattoo in fucking Pine Hills in a damn tattoo bus with, uh, with the preacher's son, bro. The preacher was a rapper out here in Central Florida. <laughs> I fucking got a $20 tattoo from my friend, bro. This motherfucker said he was a tattoo artist. He ain't couldn't do shit. But the thing is, I wasn't. I didn't give a fuck. I was smart enough to, you know, I didn't, I wasn't smart enough to, like, he puts the ink on, you know how they put the shit on with the tattoo, and then you can see the tattoo before they tattoo it? I was just yeah. like, sure, fuck it, let's go. The The word <laughs> relentless is all tore up. I'm like, oh, man, I should have <laughs> definitely said no. <laughs> Looking back. Well, you're gonna have to get Brandon's guy now that you got some money, man. And then, and I then the dude, I did like, I did like, not, uh, what did I do? Eleven or nine and a half hours on my stomach, bro. And I swear the dude had a sick trip for like digging into my skin, bro, and, tr and just digging this fucking needle into me. Cause like, there's a video of it, and I'm, so, I'm like, ah, I'm screaming, and he's like, oh, I'm so fucking wet right now. I think he was like getting off on digging in on me. Now I think about getting these bitches lasered, and that shit hurt worse than anything. So. Oh yeah, I hear that. That shit. Ugh. I'm down for the pain though. Anyway, yeah. kids don't get tattoos. Yeah, don't. I said that once. You know, kids don't get tattoos on your face until you're old enough <laughs> and living your dream. And you don't. You don't need to go get another job. Yeah, you know. I that mean, was like uh for me i was gonna get the same exact tattoo i have now like a samurai like all, all this crap uh when i was 18 and this dude was gonna fit me he's like yeah i got i got some time right now and it was like one of those dudes that wasn't booked up and i was like last minute i bailed on it but now that's like once i got to the ufc started making money then i met some dude who's actually really good so I, i'm lucky enough i didn't just go in when i was 18 and just have this full do a stick figure of a samurai on me or some shit and fuck up real bad, you know? Because uh, that, that was the route I was going for sure. Yeah. Well, shit, I I'm had money really and I still want a random shit tattoo artist. You got that? lucky. I, I said I still had, I had money and I still went to random shitty tattoo artist. I got, I got, I'm a moron, I guess, because I've got like, every tattoo is a different artist. Every single one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have this full just do my like at least do my arms up and maybe like this and like a couple neck tattoos and I'll probably be good after that. Yeah, look <laughs> How old are you? Yeah, you think Roy Val? How old are you? You're thirty? Yeah, yeah. Damn, thirty years old. Now you're still wanting you wanna get tatted up. Yeah, now that I now that I can afford good ones. Yeah, I feel you, man. Good for you, bro. Enjoy it. <laughs>
All right, homie. Anything, anything you want to plug before you go? You got a business or anything? Nah, nah. I don't got anything. Just fucking. Yeah, this nothing. Fight, bro. What's I, the I date of this fight? When is it? Yeah, December 16th, baby. December 16th. Sorry, bro. I, you know, I'd be losing so my own fights on the second. I forget I'm going to fly to Salt Lake to watch uh, Mike beat Eddie Alvarez's teeth in on the second. And then I'm flying straight out to you on the 14th to watch you beat uh, Pantoja for the title. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, we're going to get this done. And go, hey, go whoop some ass, bro. I'll be watching you on that. Hey, you too, brother. Go get that world title, man. Congratulations. All right, wrap y'all later, man. Thank Thank you. Pain Griffin. What's good, man? What's cracking, man? Long time no see, bro. Yeah, how you been, man? I'm doing good, bro. I see you. Uh, I was talking about you earlier, talking about your... I said something like, oh, he's good on the podcast. I was like, maybe not the podcast, but you edit your videos on Instagram and you talk about the upcoming fights and stuff. And I think you do pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm doing that for this company, Filth Bomb Breaks, but I'm trying to get into more of the commentary, the talking, uh, but from my point of view, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you talking so, to UFC about that? Like you want to get on that path, uh, that panel that cast a little bit i mean i've talked to talked to the announcers a lot you know um just trying to get tips right like like how'd you get there and it's really just reps 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 because when we're done fighting i don't want to work at walmart i want to do fight shit you know fight promotion fight stuff fight be in the mix because that's fucking what we do it for you know what i mean yeah uh-huh Maybe I'm we, never, hey, maybe I'm we gotta get rid of fighting. I'm never retiring. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, man. I've been seeing you doing the damn thing, though. It's good to um, good to connect with you again, bro. You've been fucking Thanks, bunching man. these fools up in bare knuckle, man. Yeah, that the bare knuckle boxing's my deep. shit. Like, that's my... made for you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I was made for it. I like the boxing. I was talking about, we were talking about our fights earlier. They said they was going to put the, that, that time you knocked me down on, on replay. And, uh, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, you got that hey, good one. I up. had my Hold moments. Up. I had some moments in the fight. You busted me up. You said, you was like, I'm going to bust your face up or some shit. You <laughs> fucking did. Bass. I had the braids, right? I had these ugly ass, yeah. like, two little braids. And the first 10 seconds of the fight, you your fist like hit me somewhere up here and like my skin was so tight from those braids that shit spread yeah. over i was bleeding on the side bleed. of my head yeah yeah but well, that's that's funny fat. because we had a uh, frivola on here last week right and he's fighting yeah. on uh 295 upcoming uh-huh. and he's like oh yeah i'm going to get my hair braided right now and, and mike told him that mike was like yo you get it fucking <laughs> braided like it's gonna split easy, I'm telling you. And and I and I saw a picture. Favola got the braids now, so we'll see. Yeah. Hey, and Favola, hey, Favola said, "Well, I just won't get hit then." Yeah, that's the way. Easier said than done, you know. <laughs> right. This is the way. Right. This is the way. So Max, the I've, way. Heard, I've heard nothing but good things about you, man. I've talked to a bunch of people about it. I, I do every time I bring somebody on, and 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 they said one of the biggest things, man, was was all the charity work that you do. So tell me, tell me, mm-hmm. like, like children's charity, that kind of stuff. I know you got kids now. Like, yeah. What's your, what's your passion you know, for that? Uh, um, it feels right. 
Um, I have a 12 year old and I have a two and a half year old. And as my 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 12 year old was growing up in little school, um, I was being real involved. Um, site council, talking to the teachers, doing a lot. And then I started doing like assemblies for the kids, just kind of telling them my story. Um, you know, growing up, not the best way, but hey, yo, you know, you can still make it. So a lot of that shit resonates with these kids. And then I figured fucking how how excited they were, like genuinely excited. Like adults, they don't give a fuck. But kids, kids are, oh my God, they remember it forever. So I just started seeing how, you know, I get letters from these kids and seeing how, seeing how well they're doing. This one girl hit me up. You know, my brother used to make fun of me, you know, call me fat, but I worked out because you said, don't care what people think, just do you. And, um... So stuff like that, that you know, that could touch a kid, you know, you know what I mean, like help them, help them grow, help them be confident, help them with discipline, and um, it's important. You know, a lot of us fight, but it's good to help. It's good to help. Why not help? You know, use your platform for good. But yeah, that's that. That's great, you know? man. Like that's why your ass got me all those years ago because you're smart. You're smart guy. <laughs> you're smarter than. Then you look, motherfucker, because I didn't think you were really smart looking at you. But you kind of smart. True. You're out here giving back to true. the community, man. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Got to love the kids, man. Got to take them far. So, I mean, you're doing charity work. What What is uh What is on the schedule for your next upcoming fight? Um, Because you've been kind of, I mean, you've been up and down, but you've also been on a tear. Yeah, yeah. I won three straight, and then mm-hmm. got robbed against Neil Magny, bitch ass. Um, mm. Then I beat Tim Means, and then I just um, lost a close fight to Michael Morales. But I got one fight. I got one fight left on my contract. You know what I mean? So um, that's surprising. That count, What's that? That's surprising. That because they always come with more. Uh, they always before your last one fight, they always come with that contract, right? No, Until I know, they, and I this is my fifth one, so I'm I'm not initiating. You know what I mean? I'm I'm trying to, you know, do my damn thing. Follow some of these, you know, these killers out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, not saying I'm leaving. I'm not saying I'm leaving, but hey, it's looking good out there. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you, like go, you go dominate that that last one fight, and they don't if they don't come with the offer beforehand. If they're hating on you and doesn't, they don't want to see. Because you're you're a nice guy, you're a humble guy. You're not out here being an asshole like maybe I might have been at times. So it's like I don't see why you wouldn't be held in regard to the company, and like they would keep you going and growing with them. So yeah, if that didn't happen there. I'm sure there's lots of money out there for you in other places, but you go out, you dominate the last fight that you get the, the opportunity for. And then do they even offer you something? Does it, it was, it, it's not that it will matter. You, you, you yeah. take it one fight at a time, you win, you do your best performance in that fight itself, boom, you dominate the guy. Then it doesn't matter who offers you whatever they offer you, you know? Mm-hmm. So But that's in my but, mind. That's in my mind. Go out go out with a bang, you know? Um, show my shit. You know, we're getting better every day. 
and then make a move, man. This is for my family, man. You know, um, yeah. seven years UFC, seven years UFC. So now it's like, hold on, I got the name now. Let's fucking make some money. Right. And that's that's that. Right. Well, I mean, if you were gonna go, if you were gonna go <laughs> somewhere else, where is somewhere <laughs> you might have an eye on? I don't know. Somewhere with the money, though. Somewhere where yeah. the money is. Um, UFC is the biggest, but they don't pay the most, and that's that's you know they know that they say that. So whether it yeah, would we be boxing or an MMA, you don't care as long as the money's right. I'm liking. I mean, I'm I, I'm a. Uh, Hang I'm on, with we, it. we just loaded up a video <laughs> real quick. We just loaded up a video real quick. Ooh, bastard! Oh, <laughs> holy shit! No, you got a you said, hard. Hey, you said man. he barely caught you. Yeah, no, he caught <laughs> me. My, my foot was stuck back there behind me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got up easy though, man. Sometimes you know, yeah. I'm hard headed. You got you got to hit me like you mean it if I'm gonna learn something. <laughs> this motherfucker, he told me at a at the at the athlete retreat. That we was going to fight. And I was like, yeah, fuck you. Like, yeah, whatever. I didn't care, right? We were cool. He beat my ass in cornhole that night, too. And, uh, that was close, though. Yeah. We were so fake. Was the, so was the fake fight, closer. motherfucker. So was the fight. Just because I had some blood. <laughs> Just because I had some blood. I won the third round. You, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you the third round. All right. I'll give whatever. you the third round. Yeah, you I just had that knockdown in the second. It should have been a draw. In my city, they should have just gave me the nod and pushed me. <laughs> they tried to do me, to though, me against you, though. They tried uh, to do me in. I was like a minus. That's what I'm saying. You were like a you, minus 600 or something. Oh, there, yeah, they couldn't, you know? they couldn't do it. Yeah, I was a huge, huge underdog, Damn. man. That's crazy. Yeah, That's one of the things I think got to me back then is like over time I had to learn – how to be the favorite and succeed. Like mm-hmm. when the times there was times I was the favorite and uh, you just, you know, the, the underdog comes in with this, this feeling of like, they want to prove everybody wrong. And it's not yep. that any of those things matter, but when you're young, when I was young at that younger, you know, it, it kind of did matter to me. It was one, one of the good lessons that fighting gave to me. You know, to be the favorite and to win and to perform like you should always be the favorite, you know, that's something yeah. I had to learn over time. How do you how do you do that now? How do you do that now being the favorite? You know, kind of well, what look, you mean when you're the favorite, you kind of feel like you're supposed to win. So you take you don't take the fight different, but you kind of think about it different. Yeah. How do you do that now um, being the favorite? Well, one of the biggest it's things possible. is that the difference <laughs> No, one of the biggest things is the difference in the sports. I think the bare-knuckle boxing suits me a lot because I've always been like this boxer style of fighter. Like where you, you come from a karate point fighting background. It gave you an idea of how you needed to move in there against me. And mm-hmm. I want to bring a fight. And, and in bare knuckle, it's a fight. You start, you toe the line, and they're like, go, 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 go. And like... 
that's how I train now. I train everything is go, go, go. Like I was sparring last night. We were doing one minute rounds and we were fucking going after it. And Fuck the guys yeah. were getting tired in these one minute rounds because we were fucking going for broke. And I don't know. I just... It's not fuck it, like you said. Like, it's not just like fuck it. Because in order to be the favorite and carry yourself as such and then prove it to everyone, whether they be supporting or hating, I like to I like to look at the supporters. Some people be like, I feed off the hate. I'm like, fuck the hate. Support me. I, I feed off the support. My The smiles on my family's faces and they see me come home. I can be beat up as a winner or as a loser, but as a winner, when I'm beat up, it just feels good. You know what I mean? I I learned that I like to be punched in the face. Um, So I I found ways to utilize that to my advantage. And, um, you know, I accept it for my style. And it's also, like I said, it's different for the sport because when you can kick me in the face, that pro- that might not work, you know? Kick's a little worse yeah. than a punch. So the yeah, bare-knuckle yeah. boxing, that's my shit. I feel like I can box bare-knuckle against anyone. I do like how you knocked that motherfucker's teeth out, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, I, was be- I was arguing with people. They were saying that he didn't fucking quit. I'm like, I saw that motherfucker quit. He quit, right? His teeth were knocked out, bro. Dude, he, pulled, hey, he pulled shit. his mouthpiece out and he dropped it on the ground and said, uh-uh. And I'm said, done. uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> I'm, done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm like, that motherfucker quit. He quit. Hey, he yeah. said he wasn't he said, going to. paid enough for this shit. That's why I was like this. Because I didn't want him to just quit like that. Yeah. I, I mean, because he was bigger, right? He had like yeah. 14 pounds on me in the ring. But I looked pretty swole against him in the ring when you look at it. But he still, yeah. I was like 189. He was 204 at least. And then I hit him with that shot that knocked his teeth out. And he took it pretty good. But I didn't want the fight to stop just because of that. So, I mean, I'm hoping with Eddie Alvarez, I'm hoping it's a little banger. But I think on December 2nd, I'm going to smoke this lightweight. Yeah, I like it. That's a big fight. like it. Like so, it. yeah, what's your next big fight? <sighs> I'm waiting, man. They told me October, November. I'm fucking, I'm on ice. I'm in the high 80s. Um, so I'm ready to cut and make a fight. I mean, they, they, they've offered me a couple fights on like a week notice, but you can't make that fucking wait. They offered me um, Kiesa in Miami, but that was like six days it. notice. He don't want I it. I know. I know. Oh, wait. Oh, you can't make the wait six days. No. Ponzinibbio. UFC Noche. Um, When D-Rod popped for whatever he popped for. Um, But that was like seven days, you know? I can't make that wait. Where you from, Max? I'm from Sacramento. I'm in Sac. Yeah, I'm on the West Coast. West Coaster. Gotcha. I thought I heard a little southern twang in there. That's why I asked. Obviously not. <laughs> Might be the weed here. or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's a big advocate for that. And actually, Ice Bags Bear. here knows uh, what what it was that D-Rod popped for, and apparently it's not that big of a deal, but it was enough for them to send him packing. Yeah, 
mean, did they yeah. really send him packing? I saw that they did, but then it was. Oh, he I'm said not it's sure. not true. Nah, it was six. It was six month suspension. So he's mm. not cut. He's just no, 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 no. He's not cut. Okay, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, because I saw some news like after because we had talked with him, but then uh, yeah. we had to take it down. Um, you know, maybe my jokes were too, a little too rough about, you know, I was like, you was taking that shit when you fought me, but I was, you know, I was joking. Uh, you know, I don't really care. That's another thing too. I've been out here fighting at 175, 185. I don't have to cut to 170 anymore. <laughs> How you how, that's different, huh? <laughs> the last five pounds, but it still feels the fucking same. You probably fight better though. I mean, those last five pounds is where the, where the juice is, though, right? The last five is the ones that's like, uh, mm-hmm. But the skip out on those is helpful, I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. Definitely, I think it gives well, us a boost. I was gonna say, I still want the D Rod fight though. I still want to fight D-Rod. Um, Jeff Neal want to fight him. Those um, are good fights. I like those. I like those call-outs. I, mean. I want to fight guys that are good, you know? You know, fuck. That's what we're here for, to fight. You know, the th- with Jeff, with G-Off, I'm like, man, what the fuck, bro? The way that you kicked me in my nuts and then kicked me in my body and then kicked me in my head. And then he fights Rachmanov, and then he fights, he fought someone else, I think. He didn't kick him at all in the head. He didn't even Uh, try one time to kick him in the head. I'm like, bro, throw the head kick. Facts. I guess I was just there for it, motherfucker. That's why I'm boxing (laughs) now. It's my shit now. Tell tell y'all to come over (laughs) here and see me and Bare Knuckle. I told D-Rod the same shit. I want my get back. (laughs) Leave those legs out of it. I mean, yeah, fuck I mean, you all never that know. Shit. You never know, hands. man. Shit. You never know. Yeah, I'm down to come out and train with you or fucking box with you, whatever, man. I love to fucking mix it up again for sure. Yeah, no, we just uh, definitely on different sides. Maybe, yeah, you know, you never know. No, I fuck with you though, you know? brother. It's all, it's all family shit. It's, it's it, I got a lot of respect for the game. I it grew on me a lot. Getting fucked up and fucking other people up. It, you know, it's all love <laughs> out here at the end of the day. And I can respect uh, those who can, you know, make me bleed. There's a chance. You did it before. If we fought again, you know, that'd be fun, though. I'd ha- I'd, I love be. this shit so much now. Bro, i seen, I'm not going to lie, I saw you fight. Oh, who was it? That MVP or someone. We saw it on mm. the big screen, though. Your mm. shit was so bloody. I could mm. smell the fucking blood through the TV, bro. It's a different... It's different, right? It looks so different. Like like the primal blood fucking... Have, have you been to one of the BKFC fights yet or no? No. You no. gotta go, bro. You gotta go. So... I want to go. Was, like, yeah, so I went um, in, the, in October when he fought Luke, right? And it was uh, also Eddie and Chad fought on that same card. Ben Rothwell fought on that card. And uh, Malky Kawa called me, and he's like, hey, fly out to Denver and watch this fight. And I'm like, bro, I don't know, man. That shit's pretty rough for me, right? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you got to go see this. 
And I took my wife with me because we were heading to Cali and she got a bunch of family in Cali. And my wife's not a huge like MMA fan at all, right? So I sit, we sit yeah. in the fucking like third row. It's me, my wife, and, and uh, Demetrius Johnson. And we're watching this fight. And it was the most electric shit I've ever seen. And I've been to McGregor and Mayweather and, and all the big fucking fights, dude. And the atmosphere in that, in that arena in Denver was absolutely lit. It was insane. You just feel it. It's you know different. what I mean? You feel like the, the fucking hair. I can see it on TV. Up. It makes me like, like, almost squeamish. Almost. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, just seeing the knuckles, though, bro. Do your knuckles yeah. hurt? Did you? Are you? Are you conditioning your knuckles, Mike? Are you like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Look at that shit now. What? He punches. He punches on a tree, <laughs> like in my Muay Thai guys with the legs. They're burly, bro. They. It's, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's like Do you hurt the, your hand. I learned from the first one. I hurt my hand because the guy. When I fought Julian Lane in my first bare knuckle fight, he had nine bare knuckle fights. So he knew some of the tactics, like, you know, like getting, if he had to get hit, he, he tried to get hit right on his forehead. Okay. And he would like attack my jab with his forehead. And I remember him exploding my fucking, like his head, I, I, and I still used it, but like by the fifth round, I didn't have hands. Yeah. But because of that fight, I really, uh, and the, the boss man told me, you know, when these guys punch, man, they squeeze their fists as hard as they can. So, so now I practice that way. I rap a different way when I'm boxing or sparring and I'm practice the way that I'm going to fight, even though I might have a 16 ounce glove on. Um, and I practice squeezing my fist harder so that when I fucking drive it in, it doesn't yeah. explode anymore like they used to. Do you, do you, I saw a thing that said guys hit lighter or, or they, yeah, two questions, I guess. Do you hit lighter? Not lighter, but... No. I guess... I don't. I what go about, for um, it. more placement? Yeah, better placement? Better placement on where you're hitting? Jaw versus just head, you know? So that's another thing that kind of goes with it being different sport, right? Like, yes, I definitely practice... Uh, say, if I'm, if I'm looking for body shots at all, I definitely prepare to punch someone in the elbow, which... Yeah, it fucking hurts. Yeah. So I would I would prepare myself by having different positions. Like if they're blocking like this or like this, I might hit the hit the arm directly on or like try to hit the little funny bone, funny spots over here, punch them in the bicep um, and like reach. I reach around and turn the knuckle for like headshots, like if they're blocking like this and I'm trying to hit that ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I might turn the knuckle different, but I really love boxing. Like I'm down to take a hit so I can fucking hit you. Boxing has always been my shit. And <laughs> it, it's definitely a lot different than mixed martial arts. I need to get, you know oh, what? Like they having these influencer boxing matches. They need to give me a famous MMA fighter to box with gloves on in the ring because a lot of these guys don't want to come over and go straight into bare knuckle like I did. 
So they need to give me a famous MMA fighter and let me box up one of these MMA UFC fighters. I mean, I guess I did with the with Luke, but like and Eddie. So I mean, I'm happy with what we're doing, man. It's all good. Here's a question for you, Max. Would would you go bare knuckle or not? I would. At first, I was like, nah. Because i seen some, like, what's his name? Jason Knight, bro? When he was all cut up that one time versus... Fuck, that was vicious, bro. You got to get paid good money to get that fucked up. I don't think they did. (laughs) (laughs) So so tell me this. Would you... All right, bare knuckle or or boxing regulations with four ounce gloves? <sighs> um, I feel like there's more money in bare knuckle. You think? Maybe money. Maybe. I mean, I, I mean I'm hoping the both. Honestly, if the money was the I'm same, honest. four ounce gloves. Probably four ounce. Yeah. Probably four ounce, just to save my face, you know, not get too yeah. fucked up. But um, we too damn pretty, I mean, except down. for Mike, you be, you be getting fucking hit in the face with bare knuckles. Oh fuck you, man! My wife is hot. I mean, they, they look deep. Like you, I mean, got a, every, you got a pretty young wife already. Every hit, though, every hit is it seems like a cut. Every hit, it's savage, bro. It's savage. Oh, just, 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 just to the bone. This fillet, this fucking. It is. It's savage. It's fucking. <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking savage. He's a real one, man. <laughs> Thank you, bro. You too, man. I fuck with you, bro. I, I look yeah, forward to seeing your success in your next and maybe final UFC fight. And then they release you out into the wild so you can come get the big bucks with the lions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm opposed to that. Um,. Yeah, man, the future's bright, you know. Um, what about ready? business? You ready for it all? Other than your charity work and stuff, do you have a business on the side? Um, I do small stuff. Um, I'm trying to get bigger though. I mean, I have my CBD stuff. I have some cannabis stuff, but I'm trying to do some shit that's um major. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm do some major shit right now. So I hear you. Just kind of working on that. I'm uh I started doing some acting shit. Uh got an agency in New Mexico. Um kind of tested my feet in that. The lady said, um, don't just think fighter shit, right? Maybe they don't want the directors just to think I'm a fighter. Uh think romantic comedy, fucking action, oh. fucking you know, western. Yeah, <laughs> Coming to a screen near you. Let's go, Max just Payne. Trying Griffin. Just, just trying hey, to Max do something. Just trying to do something. Max you Payne know? translates well into other uh, film industries as well. <laughs> <laughs> you right. <laughs> He's already got the fucking name. Send it. It does. All right, right? Hey, I want to run through the uh, 295 card with you, Max. I want to get your picks. Yeah. Cool. All right. We got uh, a yeah. Frivola. And St. Denis. St. Denis is a minus 194 favorite right now. Steamroller. Man. Yeah, Saint, baby. I like Steamroller. I didn't think he was going to beat the last couple guys that he fucking beat. I didn't think so. Uh, he beat that one fucking dude. Not from Morocco, but Abu or whatever this shit. I was pretty yeah. stunned, but 
Saint Denis, I like Saint Denis, bro. Saint Denis a fucking killer. Um, they're both good. I got Saint Denis, man. He's special forces, fucking mean motherfucker. It's a, good it's a great fight. Really, is a great, great fight. fight. Yeah. yeah. How about uh? Oh, here we go. Uh, Andrade, Andrade against uh, Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie's minus one seventy seven. Andrade, I think, has been just fucking getting whooped. Yeah? Andrade just got smoked by Jan Shanan. She got smoked by fucking, what's her name? Um, Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, I think they're trying to make uh, Big Booty Dern look good. So, um, I think it's her time. <laughs> It'd be fun to watch either way. <laughs> what, about a, what about a Max yeah. Payne and Mackenzie Dern special? All right, how about uh, Pat nope. Sabatini and Diego Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, like fuck, I'm just going to keep going here. Fuck. <laughs> I like Pat Sabatini, you know? Um, East Coast guy, but Diego Lopes is the guy uh, who came short notice, right? Badass jiu-jitsu guy. I think that's going to be a little grappler's um, delight there. A uh, little grappler's delight. I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, Pat Sabatini's at home, though. Mm. Uh, maybe Sabatini. But I think that other guy could win for sure. They're both grappling guys. But Sabatini that's by far the tightest uh, fight lines for sure. I mean, that's uh, minus 140 and plus 120 pretty much even. Yeah. I, oh, shit, I say that. Here's the next one. Aspinall and uh, Sergey. Uh, Aspinall's minus 115. Uh-huh. You know, um, they're both real great. Aspinall, I think, have more weapons. But I love how Sergey just goes in there and just fucking, just fucking throws those bombs and they're fucking dead, you know? Um, it was hard for me to watch the Tuvasa fight, the Lewis shit. It's just, fuck, man. Um, Aspinall's more slick. But I got fucking Pavlovich, that motherfucker. Bro. John Jones didn't want to fight that motherfucker. Ah. And, uh, I don't uh, I don't know about that. You but think he does? He does? Yeah, I don't I don't think John's scared of anybody, but dude, those fucking hits sound like a like a like a truck hitting something every time it smacks. Especially that Tua fight, it sounded like yeah. it sounds like a clap every time it hits. Yo, well, I make and it he's clap. Mean. He got that mean wrestling blood. What's that? <laughs> he got that mean wrestling blood, you know. Yeah, for sure. I said he has sure. that mean Russian blood. All right, Yuri and uh, Alex. Alex is minus 145 right now. Uh, <sighs> man, Prohaska's nasty, man. I know Alex is Alex is the guy. Um, but I feel like, you know, he's more hittable than Prohaska, maybe. I feel like... Uh, mm, that's going to be nasty. I got Prohaska. I got, but he was injured. Mm. Yeah, I got Prohaska. Yeah, I got Prohaska. Yeah. I mean, he's I been out of the is- game watching Alex change weight classes, have losses, come back, fight uh, uh, Jan. Blakovich can't believe uh you know and he got that decision against a really tough fighter. 
I like where your head's at on all these fights, man. And you really, you know, you dive into the sport and you you put your thought process into, you know, how you see the fights going, man. Um, I want to see the UFC give you a shot and let you keep going, but I like your picks. Yeah. You know what's interesting to me is like uh, most of the most of the fighters we have on have picked Yuri, where the casual fans are all picking Alex, which is interesting to me as like a betting fan, because you know to me like the casual fan doesn't have the advantage of of the fighter from a from a perspective of who's going to win a fight. Yeah, I'm not always right, but I feel like I have no, some of kind of you know i I have some kind of sense about it, you know. Yeah, more than the average guy. Let's talk about more of a let's feeling. Just, about. Let's just roll through two ninety six too, because that's in that's in December. That's a fucking <laughs> great card, bro. What about uh, what about Patty and Ferguson? Patty's minus two seventy. Man, I I it's it. I want to say Ferguson's seven straight losses. Yeah. Um, that's tough. That's, that's tough, tough. and it Patty. Um, a lot of momentum. Like him, but you know. He was a little exposed on the Jared Gordon fight, but um, I mean, you're fighting a guy that's seven losses straight. You should be the favorite, right? Uh, but Tony's working real hard. He's working real hard in LA or wherever he's in um, down in Southern California. Um, I got Patty, man. Even though I want, I want, um, I want El Kukui to win. It would be I a great moment for the El Kukui. Yeah. <laughs> History for sure. He needs that, but I don't know if he'll get it. Hmm. What about uh Wonder Boy and Rockmanov? What fucking Rockmanov is minus five fifty. Wow. I got Wonder Boy. I got Rockmanov. I got Rockmanov. I got that's Wonder five Boy and a half to one favorite. That's massive. Yeah, I think he'll get a hold of him and grab him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'll have to. He'll have to close that distance because Wonder was a motherfucker to fight. If you just watch, like, fuck, I'm get in there with that. Uh, but I like um, I like Shavcat and that. I think he'll, he'll grab him and fucking make it happen. Yeah, this is a, this is a good one. Pantoja and Roy Val. Pantoja's minus two twenty. <sighs> did did any of them beat each other? Yeah, Pantoja beat Val. said, "I think he had a uh, dislocated shoulder." Okay, it's tight fight. Hi, Pantoja. Pantoja, um, boy, Val's good though. He is good. Um, he's real slick. But I got Pantoja. Um, right. I think when you become champ, you get a little bit better, um, confidence wise. They, you know, they say you get twenty percent better or something. At least for that first fight. I got Pantoja. I'm actually, I'm actually shocked they didn't run that back, right? Like, Moreno and Pantoja, to me, was, like, one of the more epic fucking fights I've ever seen. And close. Dude, that it was... That fight was close, you know? I I personally had Moreno winning it, but, you know, whatever. See? That, that was a See? banger fucking fight, dude. Technical, like, so good. I'm surprised they didn't run it back. Hmm. Yeah, and they were both so in the game, too. They were both so fucking composed, yeah, like none none of them quit. You know what I mean? They were both no. fucking just beautiful to watch in there. Yeah. All right, this this line is 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 pretty wild to me. 
Leon Edwards is only minus 115 against Colby at minus 105. And Colby hadn't fought in, like, what, three years? Four years? Going against the champ? I got, I got Leon in that, man, but Colby might. That's a crazy line Kobe to me, might though. be able to put the pressure in the wrestling, but Leon's really good at defending that as well. So he's definitely the better striker, in my opinion, than Colby. Even, Col- even though Colby yeah. is, like, more volume, uh, he, you know, his shit's a little weaker, but, like, he he's he keeps it coming, puts a jab in your face, and puts pressure. And he he likes the wrestling pressure, but I feel like Leon's more dangerous in that fight. So Colby's definitely hurtable, in my opinion. Yeah, I like that play because I was picking Colby, but these last couple fights he fought Usman, he got really good at fucking wrestling defense. You right? So you you, you kind of gain a little bit at each fight you fight, right? You gain. Like with you, I had to fucking watch that big fucking hand, you know. So I had to fucking, but you gained shit. So I think he gained top notch wrestling defense um, from having to go against Usman those couple times and stuff. Those takedowns. So now that we're talking about it, I had Colby initially just with the pressure, but Leon's long and fucking he can move and make him hurt him, right? Not not make him want to come in as much as he he has to. But the UFC wants Kobe to win that shit. For sure. For sure. Yeah, they do. For sure. Yeah, they do. Why? Because he's know, white. Man. That's why you got Sean Strickland now. Sean Strickland did it. He's out with Trump. He's fucking marketable. But like, I know they were mad about that. What's that? They were, about saying they were mad about the Adesanya fucking Strickland thing. They were like, Shit. Oh, I bet. I bet. I bet. <laughs> hey, the good thing is, is, is uh, Radke came out calling everybody what he did and co- completely overweighed anything that Sean could have said that night after the fight. I'm sure after, after Sean won, they're like, we're fine. These motherfuckers have been going crazy in here with the, pre- with, with, uh, with the speeches. Like, we're good. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that shit. <laughs> that deaf would have said that? F all you efforts up in the crowd. Why don't you come down here and do something about it, you a pussy-ass bitch? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Go to the other dude. There was another dude that said the oh, same yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, like Sean and Sean Strickland's now. like, I fucking love you guys, man. Couldn't do this shit without you, man. Thanks for watching. Yeah, exactly. Champ shit. Yeah, I- like uh, I feel like Leon's gonna come in and feel a little bit disrespected here. You beat Usman twice at like the top of his game. You're the fucking champ. They bring in Colby hasn't fought in three or four years. Like to me, that's a slap in the face that you're like dead even money on this Keep guy. Keep you on your toes though, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Leon seems like a smart guy. So. Yeah. For sure. Is that right, it? that's the main event? Yeah, that was it. That was two ninety six. It's a great card. Well, thanks, thanks a lot for coming on and chatting with us, Max Payne Griffin. It's good to see you again, hey, man. Y'all. No real shit. They just have me on. Um, yeah, I'd love to come fuck with you out there. Come watch one of these fucking bare knuckle fights, bro. Yo, this has been episode twelve of the Overdogs podcast. We had some great guests tonight. And uh, shout out everybody watching, man. We appreciate you. Stay up.
We out.